Hello everyone, Dr. Chris Martinson here, and um, wow, big episode today. I have to call an audible on this. Democracy. It's over. It's dead. It's been killed. It is all done, and we had full evidence of that in congressional hearings and censorship yesterday. I take censorship, First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of thought very, very seriously because those are the cornerstones of our prosperity, and you cannot have a democracy. You cannot have the prosperity the United States has had under authoritarian socialist or marxist kind of rule and that's where we are right now so let's go there this is it calling an audible patient has died um democracy maybe it was just a show but that show is now over and what i'm talking about is this is uh the the mailed fist has been relieved re revealed between beneath the slipped glove this is a congressional hearing you probably saw something about that but i want to go through what really happened here this is uh rfk jr's coming in to speak before a congressional committee on censorship and the democrats in this story wanted to censor him for being able to speak in public let's listen in and see what the complaint seems to be so we can begin to understand this make sense of it and more importantly understand what this implies for our country and it implies a lot of very not good things point of order pursuant to house rule 11 clause 2 which mr kennedy is violative of i move that we remove into executive session because mr kennedy has repeatedly made despicable anti-semitic and anti-asian comments as recently as last week rule 11 clause no. 2 says Whenever it is asserted by a member of the committee that the evidence or testimony at a hearing may tend to defame, degrade, or incriminate any person, or it is asserted by a witness that the evidence or testimony that the witness would give at a hearing may tend to defame, degrade, or incriminate the witness, and it goes on. Mr. Kennedy, uh, among many other things, has said, I know a lot now about bioweapons. We put out hundreds of millions of dollars in, into ethnically targeted microbes. The Chinese have done the same thing. In fact, COVID-19, there is an argument that it is ethnically targeted. COVID-19 attacks certain races disproportionately. The races that are most immune to COVID-19 are... Is a lady making a motion or a speech? As a point of order here, <clears throat> Kennedy was referring to a paper, a scientific paper, peer-reviewed scientific paper, remember, follow the science, that came out in uh, from the NIH itself, noting that both the ACE2 and the TMPRSS receptors, that both of those actually have different genetic variability across genetic populations that in fact because of that because those are the attack vectors for the covid spike protein that the spike protein had a greater affinity for certain races than other races it's just, it's just this is just science that's that is the fact of the matter debbie wasserman schmidt who's um i believe her hair is a window into her soul well for most people it's their eyes for her it's their hair uh is making the is then gone further and wants to politicize this because the Democratic Party seems to be deeply, deeply afraid of RFK Jr. in everything he represents, because, of course, he represents facts, integrity, context, charisma. I understand it's it's he, he's pretty threatening. So let's keep going here. I and I've made a motion to move into executive session because Mr. Mr. Kennedy's testimony. Mr. Chairman, I move to table the motion. Move to executive session. We, we, we can't have his testimony out here in public. Too much harm would result, right? That That's the story here. Too much harm would result. That's what they keep saying. Misinformation, malinformation, disinformation result in these great harms. And when I dig at that, when you scratch at that with your fingernail, you hit primer right away. There's no like layers of paint in this story because nobody can articulate. What's the great harm? What is the great harm that would result? 
The cure for bad information is better information. The truth always wins, but not to the authoritarians, not to the people who truly believe they're true believers. They truly believe that there's this grave harm that results if somebody thinks something differently from them. Of course, that's how ideas develop is with differences of opinion. That's how science develops with knockdown, drag out, sometimes bare knuckle bloody fights as the truth is sort of wrestled into existence away from belief systems, away from poor information towards better information. You never get to the truth by deciding what it is and then blocking all discussion of its possible alternative. So um, ask yourself this anytime you hear that trotted out, you know, we're just trying to protect the public. Well, from what? What, what would happen? What, what? Explain what happened. Okay, so misinformation comes out. Somebody says something that is fundamentally in error about something like how is the best way to remove corns from your foot if you have a podiatry issue right okay let's say you get that information wrong what happens what is the harm they never tell you the harm they just announce it as if it's already known it's public knowledge and they carry on all right let's keep going here because this this is just fascinating and also very this is disturbing this disturbed me a lot when i saw this yesterday gentlemen from Kentucky has moved to table. Mr. Mr. Chairman, I ask for a roll call vote on the on the motion to table. Well, let me ask the question. The question is on the motion to table. The gentlelady has asked for a roll call vote. The clerk will will have to step back for a second. The clerk will have to come in. We'll call the roll on the motion to table. So then we can get back to testimony. Do you want to table this motion? The witnesses can sit in the chairs sitting behind. Wasserman Schmitz put this motion up. Do you want to table it? You vote yes if you want to table it. Um, if you don't want to table it, you would vote no. Yeah, why don't we do that? He's Maybe demanded a roll right call. Republicans Mr. to the left, Mr. Democrats Mr. to the Mr. Chairman, right. point of order. Gentleman from Louisiana. Is it the custom of this committee to censor viewpoints with that Jim we disagree Gordon with? Chair, Mr. Chairman, I have, not a point of order. I have a motion on the table. There's a motion and the vote's been called. Move called. into the House session. We're waiting, for, we're waiting for the clerks. Is violative of waiting Rule 11, Clause 2. Waiting for the clerks. Clerk will call the roll. I would Mr. do badly Jordan. in this job. Yes. <laughs> I would blow my Mr. Jordan votes yes. Mr. Isaac. Great patience on display here. Mr. Massey. Yes, to not censor. Mr. Massey votes yes. Mr. Stewart. Yes. Mr. Stewart votes yes. Mr. S- Ms. Stefanik. Yes. Ms. Stefanik votes yes. Mr. Gates. Mr. Johnson of Louisiana. Yes. To Mr. table Johnson the motion. Yes, to table yes. the motion. Mr. Armstrong. Yes. Mr. Armstrong votes yes. Mr. Stubbe. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Bishop votes yes. Ms. Kamak. Yes. Ms. Kamak votes yes. Ms. Hageman? Yes. Ms. Hageman votes yes. Ms. Pascat? No, I want to follow the rules that the Republicans made at the beginning of this uh, conference with these House rules, so no. Ms. Pascat votes no. Mr. Lynch? No. Mr. Lynch votes no. Ms. Sanchez? No, because Ms. it's violative of the rules. Ms. Sanchez votes no. Ms. Wasserman Schultz? No to allowing a witness to degrade and not others time. and violate no. the rules. And not have his testimony and degradation and amplified rather than given an executive session. Ms. Wasserman Schultz votes no. Mr. Connolly. I love that. No to the Soviet Politburo. Mr. Connolly votes no. Mr. Garamendi. No. Mr. Garamendi votes no. Mr. Allred. Ms. Garcia. No. Ms. Garcia votes no. Mr. Goldman. No to hate speech. Mr. Goldman votes no. No to hate speech. (laughs) Mr. Gates. Mr. Gates? Aye. Mr. Gates votes aye. So there you have it. 
The vote ended up being 10 to 8 uh, to table that motion. And those eight people, the reason I let that run, everybody who voted no, no to hate speech. These are all the people who don't understand America. They don't understand where prosperity comes from. And they are fundamentally at war with America. They hate America. They hate democracy. They hate you. They hate me. That's the conclusion I've come to. And it's taken me a while to get here. I know many of you got here well before I did, but it's a process to get here. So out of order pursuant to house rule. Let's go. So <laughs> let's carry on with this. Um, this is how bad it is. So trying to explain this a little bit further, you have Sanchez. She's out of, I believe, the 38th district out of California, Democrat. Let's listen in to them excusing or explaining the inexcusable. No right given to the people of the United States is absolute. And that includes no right given to the people of the United States is absolute. I'm going to get back to that in a second, because this could not be more profoundly wrong. And I'm talking at like an elementary level. In fact, let's hear that one more time just to make, let's be clear about this, because this is this is no bueno. I'll turn that up a tiny bit, make sure it's nice and loud. Oh. No right given to the people of the United States is absolute, and that includes the right to free speech. Protective measures were taken to take down disinformation about vaccines and about the nature of the virus and about protective measures we could take, including masks, including social distancing. We are not. By the way, none of those things actually work. This guy, Connolly, is just complaining about the idea. And by the way, he's out of the 11th district in Virginia. You guys know what to do, right? <clears throat> Vote him out. He's, he's there spouting things that are inarguably wrong. Same guys like, we have to follow the science. But he, but he goes on in that same clip to say, you know, these things made me feel unsafe. It's all about his own personal feelings. It's just, it's despicably inexplicable in somebody who's ostensibly risen to a rank of leadership. You, by the time you get there, you ought to be thinking carefully about what leadership means, the importance of the appearance, if not the reality of your leadership. Let's carry on. Trying to censor speech. We are simply trying to create factually correct information we're not trying to censor speech we're just trying to create factually correct information that only comes from us only comes from on high because everybody knows the truth it belongs to people at my level and higher that's where the truth comes from no that's not where it comes from miss sanchez not works by the way this is a lawyer by profession so she should know how to form an argument and she should think carefully about the form of the words because that's what legaling is, you know, I guess. And so she must have been a terrible lawyer. Just awful. To prevent harm to people. It was. To prevent harm. We, we, we were just trying to get good information to prevent harm. What harm? What harm? Listen, if I put out information that says you should pour sugar in your gas tank and somebody does that, the harm is, hey, maybe their, their engine gets ruined. The good that comes from that is maybe they become a little bit smarter and and exercise more critical thinking in the future you have to articulate what the harm is that's going to come from this mythical poor information or information that isn't as truthy as your own information they never say that and that's unacceptable we can't accept this any longer it, we can't no right given to the people of the united states is absolute all right let's go there rights are not given rights are well they just exist if they were given that would make them privileges big difference a right is something that cannot be legally denied such as the rights to free speech press religion raising a family 
A privilege is something that can be given and taken away and is considered to be a special advantage or opportunity that is available only to certain people. This is the main problem. The Democrats in this case, whoever or the deep staters of which the Democrats are heavily overrepresented at this moment in history and history could flip and it could be the Republicans next time. But for now, it is the Democrats who have lost touch with very basic things, the most basic of things, including the fact that a right is something that you don't grant it exists that's how the whole constitution was framed this wasn't yeah let me be this was not called the bill of of, this was not called the bill of privileges okay it's called the bill of rights and the framers of the constitution were very precise people so they used the actual language that was appropriate a right is a god-given natural thing that exists right you have the right to take a breath. I don't have to grant that to you. I can't revoke it. There's nothing in here, you know, that gives me special power because I'm a congressperson, a Congress creator, right? A right is a right. And Sanchez predictably has completely confused that and doesn't seem to understand what that is. Listen to this again. No right given to the people of the United States is absolute. No right given. Uh-uh. There are no rights given. This thing says that all the rights that are not um, all the powers that are not expressly granted to the government or to states belongs to the people. And then it goes even further and enumerates the rights that we have so that governments in their ever encroaching sort of way that they go about organizing themselves and existing over time would not be able to encroach on those. This is just like being brushed aside blithely. This is completely 100 percent unacceptable. Full stop. I don't consent to this. This is dangerous. This is how countries get torn apart. This is where civil wars come from. This is how things really begin to break down. This is how prosperity is destroyed. So if you care about your future, you have to understand what's happening right now. This isn't just Ms. Sanchez being a little bit loopy and going off the reservation. She is speaking for a lot of people who share this point of view and think this is a rational, reasonable point of view to hold. And it is not. It is exceptionally dangerous. Sorry for speaking strongly, but this is how I feel about these things. So, um, but you know, you know who, who uh, captured this beautifully? I listened to a lot of music when I was younger. I still do, but um, Frank Zappa. I love Frank Zappa. Okay. Here's what he said about all this. He said, the illusion of freedom will continue as long as it's profitable to continue the illusion. At the point where the illusion becomes too expensive to maintain, they will just take down the scenery. They'll pull back the curtains. They'll move the tables and the chairs out of the way, and you will see the brick wall at the back of the theater. End quote. That's it. They just pull the chairs and tables aside, pull the curtains, and then you see the brick wall at the end of the theater. Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard it. The brick wall has been described. You no longer have rights. You have privileges that are going to be granted to you by people like her who as a lawyer in her own professional training, apparently never learned the importance of words and the power of words and the importance of constructing a logical, defensible argument. And this is the person that we want to entrust with telling us what's right and what's wrong? Uh, No thanks. Um, I'm reasonably certain she and I couldn't agree on a basic menu for a kid's birthday party. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of things that, that we just hold very, very different opinions on, and I don't want to be lorded over by the likes of her or the people sitting behind her or the people to her left 
uh, on her side of things. There's something deeply wrong with this story. So this guy totally not fit for duty. So, <laughs> so, you know, we've quickly transitioned here as a uh, tech judge says here from no one was being censored to the censorship was actually necessary and, and it was a good thing. Not fit for duty. This is Congressman Jerry Connolly. Uh, he, he's, he's out of um, uh, the 11th district in Virginia. Next election cycle, people, please got to get this guy is an absolute embarrassment, but more importantly, is not fit for duty because he doesn't understand the most basic principles of this country and what it was founded on. And he doesn't care to be educated on those things. Same thing, not fit for duty here. Sanchez and as well, lots of other people uh, who espouse these sorts of ideas. So for a long time, I've been telling you, hey, I don't do left, right. I do up, down. I care about integrity over rigid, rigid ideological construct. I'm here to say now I have to amend this a little bit because it looks like a lot of the left has revealed itself finally to be just ideologically rigid. They believe they know something and they're not right about that thing. It doesn't matter to them. They're going to enforce that. They're going to kick. They're going to scream. They're going to lie, cheat, steal. They're going to misuse and weaponize government. They're going to do lots of different things. But what they're not going to do is sit back, reflect and think long and hard about, hey, do I have this right or do I have this wrong? Little humility, not detecting that. That's what you get with ideological rigidity. And by the way, the reason that I think that RFK scares them, the, the Democrats in this case, so much and why having RFK show up at that censorship meeting revealed so much is because he scares the crap out of them, right? He has a few things on his side that they entirely seem to be lacking. Charisma, authenticity, the facts, and people are beginning of all different denominations and political religious affiliations are starting to gravitate towards him because he's speaking the truth. He's just, he's got context. He has data. He's having a grown up conversation. And frankly, we're tired of having to pretend as if these points of view are reasonable or somehow acceptable. They are not. It is time to reclaim all of this. So by the way, I will be, um, uh, oh, before I go there, just, hey, thank you so much for your support. Remember, if you like this video, hit like all that usual stuff, make the bots happy. Um, share it if you can. That helps. If you want to join and become a member at Peak Prosperity, come on down to, to uh, that link on the bottom on the right side, peakprosperity.com slash membership. Remember, it doesn't have to be this way. How do we get past this? We have great context. We work with each other. And by the way, your first... 30 days of membership. If you don't like what you're experiencing, it's 100% money back. No questions asked, guarantee. Come on by. What are we going to be talking about? Um, part two of this, I'm going to be talking about how surviving this won't be easy because the glove has slipped. It's revealed the mailed fist beneath. These people are not going to give up. They're never going to back down. And so as a consequence of that, they are going to keep pushing until something breaks. And we hope that that isn't a kinetic war with a superpower. We will regret that forever. Um, maybe we'll be breaking our economic system, our monetary system, our food system. We don't know, but something's going to be pushed to the breaking point because these people show no interest in being reasonable, thoughtful, or negotiable with. All right, that's it. Thanks very much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. I am Chris Martinson of Peak Prosperity. It's been a pleasure. Let me know what you think in the comments. I'll be reading them. All right, bye-bye.